I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll tell you what I think. What's that you're saying? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Shut up and listen. Hello, everybody. So this is the first recording that I've done since the official launch of Shut Up and Listen. And I just want to give a special thank you to all of those that have subscribed, are listening, are leaving reviews. I cannot tell you how grateful I am, and not just in the United States, but also the UK and Belgium and Brazil. I'm I'm overjoyed and, and filled with so much love. Um, and I love getting to do this. And I hope you guys are enjoying and listening as, as much as I am enjoying listening to the people that I, I get to have these beautiful conversations with. And with that, this week's episode of Shut Up and Listen, we have the most beautiful, magical <laughs> woman that I know one of, and that is Quinta B. Hi, people. Hi. Hello. Hi, Heather. How are you? We've been sitting here for a while, so I feel weird saying <laughs> hi to you, but hello. Um, yes, hi, people. You do know a lot of great women. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, my God. Thank you for being on my show. Um, I've obviously... And it feels so weird when, like, because you and I have been friends for a little bit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and and I know that in our industry, it's it, it's really kind of um, I think in a gross taste to be like, oh my god, I'm such a fan of your work, and I really love what you do, and because it seems very um, ingenuous and yeah. inauthentic. Yeah, but I am a fan. Thank you. Obviously. And I'm a fan of yours. I receive that. Yeah. <laughs> and I say thank you. I like that we talk past that and most of our conversations kind of have nothing to do with work, which is nice. Nothing yeah. at all. They will eventually turn into work, but um, they're friendship combos, which is really nice. Just like we talked for a full. <laughs> I know. We, we, we literally talked for two hours before we started recording this. Yeah. Um, it was a shut up and listen before shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know what? I want to actually, I want to steer to a subject that we actually don't normally talk about, mm-hmm. which is work. Okay. Let's talk about work. So, A, what are you doing right now? I know that you were doing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And B, are you satisfied? Mm, Heavy hitters. Um, So, first question first, I guess. I am doing quite a few things. Many things are up in the air. But this year has been about continuing to manifest my voice and create things i think making short stories and short films helps me to manifest my voice whether i'm in them or not as an actor but writing has been really important to me this year um i think that's been the best way 
so I'm still I'm with BuzzFeed and I make um, videos there I go to work from 9 to 6 and I make videos there I brainstorm with other people I'm around a bunch of creative people daily in the video department and then I released a show this year I have a show called Up for Adoption on Go90 which is a new digital platform that I'm actually a really big fan of they are one of those platforms that's kind of letting creators of the new age do what they want to do and that's really refreshing and they're operating as a new age company and it's been a wonderful experience they let me completely write my own show and that was really nice that was necessary they really just gave me free reigns if I didn't want to write the show then like that's cool too but that's what I wanted to do I had a show called Broke that I started on YouTube that mm-hmm. was um, bought by YouTube Red. So that's on YouTube Red. A lot of my day-to-day has been nurturing those relationships with my shows, with the platforms, and um, people around me who are doing the same things. And also trying to work on larger projects. Um, some in traditional media, some in digital media, and... No, working on collaboration with the people around me has been really important right now. Do you want to hear about my day to day? Like today? <clears throat> I want to, I, yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear um, anything from you. Okay. Period. Here's an example. Okay. Today, when I first came in, I had a meeting about working on an Amazon project where mm-hmm. I would make a video for them for Amazon. We don't know if that's going to happen. Might not, might happen, but working on a project for them. Um, then I had a meeting with my coworker, Ashley. We're going to develop a video where we are act as the four seasons in a, in a mockumentary style. So I guess people will see that soon. Uh, so that was like, Ashley sits right next to me. It didn't feel like a brainstorm, but it was, we just talked about it, wrote it out real quick. So we'll probably shoot that. I edited, I did research for a new project. I want to start on Facebook. Facebook's video platform is really enticing to me right now and now they're starting um they're going to be buying shows and stuff so my focus is to develop something for that platform and what else happened today I had a general meeting about the overall company with uh, my department um uh the in the afternoon I worked on a new series the series that I would like to start manifesting so I started mapping out what that would look like and writing for that uh yeah that was my day-to-day and it kind of changes every day like two days ago I was editing yeah a video that went out okay uh, yeah and the most important question though are you satisfied? satisfied I feel real good right now yeah I'm dealing with a strange issue where my satisfaction is scaring me mm. and I don't want to get too comfortable on the very comfortable terrain that yes. I'm on right now. Yes. Um, I'm great. I wake up, the sun is shining, I go to work, I feel fulfilled, I come home, I spend time with my loved ones, and that feels really good. But I do feel like there's a lot more I would like to do Yeah. in this world, and there are a lot of other different ways where I'd like to support my family. And... That means keeping my sight set high, yeah. you know, and supporting more people than just me. So I feel satisfied. My satisfaction is scaring me, but I'm also trying to teach myself to be comfortable with my satisfaction. It's not a crime to feel satisfied. 
then that goes out the window when I see like a video of what happened in Syria and I'm like, who do you think you are? Um, when Syria just got chemically bombed. So it's just, that's what I deal with. There's a part of my day. Once you add it all up, it's probably three hours where I'm concerned about things that I can't control, which make me feel bad for being satisfied. Yeah, no, I, I completely, completely understand that. And it's interesting in terms of like you and I have had conversations. We had one earlier Mm -hmm. about pleasure and Mm -hmm. power and power and pleasure. Oh yeah. What I'm saying is exactly what you were saying earlier Um, (laughs) in different context. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact, it's the exact same thing. Um, I feel like, Hey, I, I don't want to, I don't want to skip over, you know, what you had just said about Syria. Mm -hmm. Um, and by, by the time this, this releases, you know, I'm, I, I wonder if it it would be a, a really good, um, experiment to see if people even remember what happened. Um, and B, you know, I, I think that I can actually only speak for myself. I, I, I saw some of those photos from yesterday and I, I got so sick to my stomach. And with that, it, it goes to what we were talking about before where I, I've just learned in this past year, a, I cannot solve the world's problems. I cannot do that. And all I can do is focus on my little, you know, Mm -hmm. patchwork. Yeah. Like my little part of the quilt. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's always been, I think leaders who have made things go forward, not going to sit here and call ourselves civil rights leaders, but that's what they thought in their head. How can I use what I have, my knowledge, what my passion is, right? Because I think people have a passion that's pulling them toward Mm -hmm. a certain thing Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. influence what their part of their world is. And I think that, yeah, it it gets really tough to do that after seeing all this stuff. Right now we get so much information from the day to day. And if you're a concerned person and a person with a shred of goodness in you, you want to solve that kind of stuff. And because you can't, it forms another, a weird version of depression on you. This like this, like weird slice of depression where you're like, I can't solve that. I'm thinking about when I was a kid, I used to want to be Spider-Man really bad. But now I think about it, Spider-Man only solved New York's problems. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't really <laughs> handling everything. And the only person who was handling everything really was like Superman, DC, but, but he was invincible and he was not of this planet. Yeah, that is, that is very, very true. <laughs> um, A, I never wanted to be a superhero. <laughs> okay. Ever. Yeah. Um, Not one time? No, I never wanted to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really grow up with, mm-hmm. with superheroes. I mean, I was like the weird kid that was bringing in vinyl records of like hello dolly and south pacific you know and like was obsessed with elvis um so i knew nothing of superheroes but i could tell you everything about judy garland and liza minnelli and barbara streisand and i need that information (laughs) because i can tell you everything about (laughs) spider-man wolverine the the original avengers but we'll do that information exchange later okay okay um 
No, but it's... It, it's funny. I, I was just writing about this the other day, and I actually still have to... Hopefully, it'll be finished by the time this <laughs> comes out. Um, because I, I got into such... Um, I become creatively constipated. Mm-hmm. And it's partially because I'm such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, my own internal response is like, yeah, what have you perfected? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and it it really is... I love getting to be an actor and I love getting to be a storyteller. I love it more than, than anything. And the reason that I do is I talk about it all the time is that people go to the movies to see themselves. They don't go to see movie stars. They come to see themselves whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. And with that too, you know, I couldn't identify as a black woman in the 1950s, Mm -hmm. you know, with an alcoholic husband Mm -hmm. that cheated on her and had a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I've never had that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And for those of you that don't know, I'm talking about fences (laughs) and it's not called hidden fences. (laughs) It's just called fences the other movie is called Hidden Figures. And it's not the same movie as Hidden Figures. It's not the same movie, but check them both out because they're fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I feel that. <laughs> I feel like, but you you can relate to that the feeling. human factor in there. Yeah, which is the yeah. feeling. Which is the feeling, which is the human condition. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that is why people go to the movies. Yeah. I might not be able to identify with the external factors, but the external factors to a certain degree do not matter. Yeah, they really don't. It really comes down to there is a magical alchemy that happens where and again, there's a difference between, I feel, storytelling and effective storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. True. Because. If, yeah, true. Definitely. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you do it effectively. Yeah. Then you are able to hold an audience for two hours and you are able to get under the skin and get into the dark crevices yeah. of one's heart. 100%. Soul. The like path behind the heart, the hidden heart. Yep. And evoke and awaken things that are calling out to be healed yeah for sure you know and purely transformed and and so in that regard I feel like though I can't do anything immediately Mm -hmm. about Syria Mm -hmm. what I can do is continually um, be honest and authentic and open mm-hmm. and tell those stories that hopefully will inspire others to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. to be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. And so even though... And do the right thing, which is something I see you do all the time, too. You, you very actively are aware and you act on your awareness because you can be aware all you want, but a lot of people aren't active on their awareness. You try to be very active on what you know. I need you to elaborate (laughs) on what you mean because I'm like, 
and I'm not fishing, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess a perfect example is you're aware. Me and you had a conversation a long time ago. I hope you're okay with me talking about this. Talk about whatever you want. But there was someone playing an instrument down the street from you. <laughs> you remember this? We had this. Maybe you don't. We had this talk at the coffee <clears throat> shop, and there okay. was someone playing an instrument, and you. It was keeping you awake. You weren't able to go to sleep, right? This is your neighborhood. This the is trumpet. Where you live. The trumpet. I'm not trying to give too much info, but yeah, this was where you live. This was your neighborhood, and in your home, yes, you have the right to go to sleep. But I remember you talking to me and actively thinking about the social status of this person and being like, I'm going to respect where this person is, so I'm not going to, you know, act. you didn't want to place a noise complaint because you were fully aware of how it might affect that person's life. And that was an example to me of acting on the awareness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and you didn't have to not do that, right? You weren't getting sleep. You were, your, your whole shit was being interrupted, but you were actively being like, I'm not going to possibly ruin someone's life further. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and I feel like yeah. it's a... Uh, I don't want to give all the details in case this person is listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I doubt it. They might um, be. You know, and, and, it, and it goes to many things because I remember having... Um, <clears throat> because I'd had an interaction with that person. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After, I think, mm. where this person was playing the trumpet and where I had lived at the time, it was right next to a park. Mm-hmm. Like literally right next to the park. And this individual would sit right by the wall that separated the park from where I was living. And I don't know if any of you have heard a trumpet <laughs> in person. Yeah. But it is loud. It's something to be fucked with. It's crazy. And And not only that... If he was, you know, playing something from like fucking Miles Davis, Train, <laughs> just like really a, a melody, at it, yeah, like a melody, yeah, <laughs> it would be incredible, and I would love it, and I would appreciate it. Instead, yeah, it was a continuation <laughs> of scales, <laughs> and not only that, yeah. It was bad. I'm so sorry. It's so funny to me. It's not. It wasn't funny in the moment, but you know, in retrospect, yeah, this makes a wonderful episode of Friends. It's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. And I probably like the first image that comes to mind is like Ross Geller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like Phoebe Buffay. Yeah. I would have acted like one of them. Yeah. Um, but I remember saying, you know, do you actually mind like going somewhere else yeah. mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, this is a public place. Mm-hmm. I can go wherever I want mm-hmm. and I'm going to choose to be here. And and with that, then I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not coming at anybody. Being like, listen, mm-hmm. you need to like move your things and like whatever. Cause, now. Like, I need like now. And I like, live here. Yeah. You know, it really was. There was a huge mm-hmm. swath of space that you could be using. Yeah. 
And I'm just asking right. respectfully, respectfully to just. You also re- you respected that what he was saying was true yeah. and not not true, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then with that too, though, it comes that um, what it brought up when, within me was twofold, right? Because A, there was that understanding, but then also that feeling just as a woman, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. it's, if I was a dude, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would it have been different? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And on top of that, I also had a hidden resentment because I remember, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, cause I remember and I'll like show you the video later. Um, so my dog, Henry Miller, who, who passed away a year ago this time, it was the day before he had passed or the day that he'd passed. Yeah. And we were in the park and he was having a hard time getting up. Mm. And there's this fucker again playing his fucking trumpet scales remember not a melody not a melody it's i love i love melody i love jazz fuck la la land um yeah side note (laughs) but anyway like it was just scales it was and it was bad scales Mm -hmm. it wasn't even good scales it was like sixth grade practice room band practice and and that's just what it would be it would be so bad yeah um along is being quite good she's it, being so good she did just give you the look of death when you started doing those Sorry. scales so. i know that's that was you, pretty funny you are she you knows. are understanding yeah but you were you were really active yeah in that situation about considering other people and other people's situations oh, and yeah. i think that's good yeah it's not the things you win a nobel peace prize for but that's called being a good human being so that's just those are examples of ways where i almost to your i would almost say to your own detriment Detriment. yeah for sure but that's okay detriment is relative i think you'll probably die a good person (laughs) yeah i i hope so and the truth is is that that idea of good, I feel, is is so incredibly relative. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because what's good for you might yep. not be good for me, right. but it doesn't mean that right. it's not good, right. period. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's, it's, it's really interesting in terms of, and I've talked about this with other guests on, on this show, you know, the, the thing that I loathe the most is white feminism. Who doesn't? I, I, well, quite a few people oh. don't because oh. they're lost in the bubble of white feminism. Oh, true, true, true. Um, you know, and, and that idea of not truly understanding the experience of, of what it is to be intersectional, you know, and so as somebody that has, you know, um, a lot of active engagement on Twitter, Mm -hmm. you know, and also experiences, I'm sure, um, in a different way Mm -hmm. than I, like, what has your experience been in terms of, um, 
I don't even want to say fucking like counteracting like fucking white feminism because mm. like for fuck's sakes, but like what has your experience been in terms of how do you navigate through people's ignorance, yeah. um, people's um, inability or unwillingness to grow and change yeah. and their inability to be challenged? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, I think that I just do my thing and. I found that the best way for me to be able to do what I like to do, create what I like to create and be happy is to just do my thing and be an example in people's lives. And Twitter is interesting to me because it's it's still a small portion of the world. I know how many users Twitter has, you know, I'm aware. I know that it's connecting the world. But for me, when I leave um, LA even and I'm not online and I go back to where I'm from in Philly and I'm around people who aren't online this stuff does not matter right and yeah. also yeah I can sit there and have a conversation with these people but a lot of these people are working class they don't have the time to sit down and have a conversation and they're not on Twitter and if they are on Twitter the discussions that they're having are not about the intersectionality <laughs> of feminism that they're as far away from that section as yeah, possible so there's privilege even within that yeah. in terms of even getting to have that conversation right that's yeah. deep level diving we are yeah. in the industry most people who are on twitter having these conversations are college educated yeah. they've read the books they've gone out of their way to read more but that's still you're talking about a small section of people in the grand scheme of things and a lot of people just don't have the time and then there's the other world of people who understand it from a different level. You know, I have family members who Twitter, whatever, not a thing to them. They understand it because they've been in wars. So everything we're talking about, they get on the base level. You know what I mean? They've been in a war. I get it. Yeah. Shit is fucked up. I don't really, my grandfather's kind of like that. He's like, I don't need a Twitter page to tell me that. I know I've been in the middle of it. I know shit is fucked up. But when it comes to like how I navigate through those things, if I sense extreme ignorance, we, we had a weird conversation about this earlier in relation to dating. I will just say, this is not for me. I'm going to continue to possibly occupy this space with you, but I'm going to be my complete self. And I hope that you can accept me and I can accept you. And I hope we learn from each other. When I go back home, you know, there are people I know who voted for Trump. Mm. And that's not, that is the reality of Philadelphia. Mm. And these are people I went to high school with, grew up with. We have these people in our lives. And what I think I've learned more in this climate is everyone thinks that they're right. Hmm. Everyone. Mm. And they have proof and reasons to back it up. And they yeah. have valid proof and reasons to back it up, right? Which is yeah. the scariest part. Yeah. So I went into a weird cycle where I started, I went on Ann Coulter's Wikipedia page and I did. And, <laughs> and because I don't like to hate anyone and I yeah. don't like to write anyone off, yeah. I will go on and search people who people hate. And yeah. a similar thing happened with Sage Steele recently, the mm. ESPN reporter. Yeah. I don't really know anything about Sage Steele and I, I didn't really either. know anything about Ann Coulter. So I was like, let me research yeah. these people and understand their minds and why they think they're right. And they have validity to why as to why they think they're right and i think that's important to understand that the person that you're often in a debate with or in opposition with they got all the proof in the world as to why they're right and the way this world is set up from the beginning because it's just imperfect sadly they have versions of why they're right that makes sense i always i can't get out of my head that 
people people like Hitler thought he was right and he yeah. had the backup and the proof yeah, and a lot of absolutely. it came from his childhood i've got the receipts you know what i mean it came yeah. from his childhood and things he was told and if you talked to him and asked him he wasn't going to be like oh you know what you're right he just is like no here i'm right and here's why and you yes. think you're right and yes. same thing with osama bin yes. laden same thing yes. with any other any person and so i try to keep that in mind and understand other people's opinions and if I really feel like there's not a point where we can have a discussion that mm-hmm. leads to them coming to my mm-hmm. side of things or me going to their side mm-hmm. of things, I'm like, so my best bet is just do my thing yeah. and hopefully influence your children in the yes. future to yes. not be like you. So I think that's pretty much how I tackle white feminism, too. I think it's really effective. And you know what's really interesting now that you, now that you mentioned this, right? So, and again, I've talked about this on like previous shows. I'm like so worried that like all of the people that are listening are going to be like, oh my God, you've already talked about this. Um, Welcome to the zeitgeist, guys. (laughs) Welcome. This is it. Um, This is the zeitgeist podcast. (laughs) Um, But no, because, right? So. We do all have an origin wound. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We've all fucking got it. Yeah. And it could be parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to storytelling mm-hmm. and why it's so fucking effective. Yeah, for sure. The 100%. feeling of abandonment, the feeling of mm-hmm. loss, the feeling of mm-hmm. whatever it is being yeah. rejected yeah. in some way, yeah. not being seen, yeah. which is the biggest fear and the biggest desire two sides of the coin that yeah. people have being rejected being abused i always think about villain stories and it, it often comes it comes from the same place as the hero story yes. the reason why the hero turns into the hero it's almost the, it's always the exact same thing someone yes. just goes in a different direction so. yes absolutely yeah. because with that there's they don't have the gandalf yeah they don't Come have on, let's do it yeah they yeah. don't have the gandalf they yeah. don't have the dumbledore yeah yeah you know, yeah, they don't have that person that is spiritually evolved that's yeah. saying yeah. that has that has essentially been the phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. And instead, they're met with, not only do I understand you, mm-hmm. but we're going to channel that Oof. and look at all of the quote unquote material right. things that we have in terms of three-dimensional power right exactly prestige right fame and not that there's anything wrong with any of those things Mm -hmm. but the intention behind it often those people have the thing of like i will never be fearful of anything again people will be fearful of me right and and that's their safe place yes because what it really is covering up is I am so fucking terrified. Yeah, and I'm always and, like, yo, so we us too, come over here though. We got a different way of handling those yeah, problems, you know? Yeah. Like Yeah. And so yeah. and so but here's the thing though, right? Yeah. Like in yeah. terms of I remember <clears throat> my dad who um like God, it's gonna be like two years, yeah. two years of the end of April that he passed away. Mm. But you know, whatevs. Like, yeah. Not mm-hmm. like whatevs. Like, I'm I'm sad that my dad died. Yeah. But like with that too, like mm-hmm. that you know, life, death, life. That you know whatevs was not to you, the audience. <laughs> it was to me because we, we, we talked about this. So not you guys. Um, yes. Yes. But go ahead. You know, and uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like 
people die. Yeah. Um, you have to die sometimes in order to be reborn. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that I remember, and and him and I were on the opposite spectrum politically. And we didn't get along for a very long time, mm. like years and years and years. We mm-hmm. did not get along. And it wasn't until I made a conscious choice to stop communicating with my adoptive mom mm-hmm. that our relationship changed. Mm. You know, mm. um, because I, I, again, you know, it's, I had, I had grown up and the, the seeds had been planted that, you know, my dad didn't care about his children and Mm. they were married and they stayed married and he was an alcoholic and he had his own issues and blah, 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 you know? Um, and I've been very like honest and candid about it because it's like, what a, what the fuck, what is the point of getting to have an experience, um, to just keep it to yourself? It's like, I believe that like nothing happens in vain. Yeah, I feel like everything happens in my life, I'm not talking about y'all's lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about anybody else's life. Mm-hmm. Mine. Mm-hmm. But I get to see that in my life, everything has happened exactly the way that it's meant to you mm-hmm. in order to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And the point of that is this, <clears throat> is that my dad and I didn't talk for a really long time. Like the relationship was very, very strained and he was like a Fox news guy, like probably would, would have voted for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, like I had, I had like attempted to talk to him like years and years and years earlier when I was like in my early twenties about something and, and having some sort of reconciliation. And he had said, you're fat, you look like shit, and you're a lesbian, and then turned and walked away. And I was like, okay. Damn, my sense of humor. There you go, man. All right. Um, Why don't you love me? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, (laughs) but, And you're a lesbian. That's the button of the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But cut to... I remember we were we were having having a discussion one day and he was saying how much he hated FDR. Mm. And and FDR like every everybody mm. else, you know, did some fucked up shit mm-hmm. including turning around a fucking boatload mm-hmm. full of Jewish people that were fleeing mm. the Holocaust. Did not know that information. Yeah, which led to their death. Did not know. Um but he was, he hated FDR because FDR then during the um, depression had made it mandatory that everybody get free shoes. Mm. And I didn't know because I'd never met my dad's parents. His father was a shoemaker. Mm. So with that derivative from FDR that everybody gets a free pair of shoes. Yeah, he wasn't making money. His, he was not only making money, he went out of business. Yeah. Oof, sheesh. Right? So yeah. I got to see a different side of my dad and I got to um, have a new understanding in yeah. terms of of yeah. why he um, disliked 
the like quote unquote, yeah. you know, like socialized programs yeah. for other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm-hmm. that affected his family, right. you know, in a very, very detrimental way. And and yeah. here's the difference, though, Quinta. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a question for you, and this is when you finish telling me this. I want to forget <laughs> it. I do. I don't okay, forget so it. ask it now. Ask it no, now. I, uh, no, because. Uh, Listen. Okay, I know. I want you know how we do, but I don't want to let this question go. My question is: Do you think all politics are corrupt? Do you think? And I do. I I understand that people go into things with good intentions. I think there are some politicians who go in and they're like, "I want to do the right thing." But do you think it's one of those games where it's like you're going to get your hands dirty and they're going to get bloody, and that's that for you? Do you know what? A all life is political. Breathing is a political act. Okay. It's a political act. Okay. Sometimes just, I can only think of myself like in terms of like being a lesbian and just Mm -hmm. simply existing. Right. Right. You know, where it's just getting to like Harvey Milk says, like ever said, cause he's dead. Um, for the, he did, he's dead. He was assassinated and he was a huge, uh, gay rights, Mm -hmm. um, leader in the 1970s for all you, young gay people that are listening mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. need to learn your history. True, uh, true <laughs> dead. But with that too, he had said like every day is a day that one must come out of the closet. Ooh. Right. In terms of just, I exist, Existing. I am here oh. and I'm, I am taking ownership of who I am. Full autonomy. That's the, right. We talked about this earlier. Black plate in yeah. a nutshell. Waking um, up every day. I'm here. What's up? And, yeah, and, and yeah. so so I do think to a certain degree, you know, just living sometimes is a political act. Now, in terms of politicians mm-hmm. and in terms of politics in general. Mm-hmm. That game. That mm-hmm. game. I, I had just recently said to my girlfriend that I could never be a politician. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what are you talking about? Because I had had this, like, desire to run for the city council when mm-hmm. I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio or because <laughs> I'm just, you know, a fucked up dark cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would bet your life mm. in terms of like the ends justify the means. Yeah. That I would hire a private investigator. I would get dirt. Yeah. And I would blackmail. There is Notes. no no two buts about it. Yeah. I would do that mm-hmm. in order for my the opposition, quote mm-hmm. unquote, yeah. to stand down Got it. to be able to um bring about a greater change. The greater change. But yeah. it, and going back to what you talked about, then that's you getting your hands dirty, so to speak. Oh, I'm I'm fascinated with this topic. <laughs> I am fascinated with cause and reaction. Yeah, because sure. we're talking about existing, and we're mm-hmm. talking about one move you make affecting someone else. Yes. So, say you get that private dirt right, and yeah. you get on your opposer right, and mm-hmm. you expose that he's having it. But oh, I, have you I seen Hamilton? I'm not gonna uh, don't say that. But you expose that that person's having an affair. But I won't. But I won't expose it. That's the thing. But it's how do you know you threat. won't? Threat. But how that's, do you but know? But here's the. But deal. how do you know the threat alone won't expose? It won't unravel something that breaks apart the two women in his family who have done nothing, but they now 
are widowed and the government won't let them i'm talking about in other terms of other countries but the government won't let them keep their houses because now they found out that that's what i'm saying about the cause and effect of every yeah that goes back to your point of existing being a political act yeah Yeah. i mean yeah uh, because and for me it's it's not that it's always the threat like for me just as like a person and Mm -hmm. this might make me sound like an asshole but Mm -hmm. i don't really care Mm -hmm. you know I will let someone talk mm-hmm. and I will listen mm-hmm. and I will continue to listen and just watch them work their shoulder muscles mm-hmm. as they dig that hole. Mm. And I will be patient and I never forget. Mm. Like I never, ever, ever forget an injustice. I will not forget. My memory is long. Um, And I'm quick to forgive, but I'm very slow to forget. And, And with that, too, knowing that there will be an appropriate moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, And again, like, here's the thing, too, is that I think that the reason that there is such a polarity in terms of... <clears throat> you know, positive, negative, and I don't even like to use those words, mm. you know, but um, like the dark side of human nature, right? Which I also don't even like. I wish there was like another fucking word. Um, For the dark side of human nature? Yeah. I like to use the uh, Star Wars coming in, but no, the dar- the, just the dark and the light. Yeah, the dark and the light. Just, yeah. But with that too, I'll tell you what, I think that's racist. Ah! <laughs> No, I know it's not. Oh, but I guess. Do you know what I, mean? I, I feel you. I but mean, but in the in yeah. the and maybe I'm like too fucking hyper aware. But I don't think I am in regards to like I think you're hyper aware in the form that you should be. I as a black woman think that the the dark and and light. I feel where you're coming from. I think they both serve a purpose, right? You do things in the light. You do things in the dark. The dark is healing. I love a dark night sky. Amen to that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. healing. It's beautiful. Um, I love the daylight. I love them both. Um, you're right. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Let's give it a different name. But you know what I'm saying though? Because it's the, just like, yeah, it's like the more that I like the, the more that I'm fucking around and the more that I'm like, Oh, like light and dark, like light is good and dark is bad. Yeah. And like the dark night of the soul and like blah, 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 you know, but I'll tell you what though. Um, for fuck's sakes god damn it it just like really fucking gets under my goddamn mm-hmm. skin that it's so fucking ingrained um and i feel like if a word like bootylicious that wasn't a word where's this going um <laughs> i'm ready i'm on the train take me to, there i'm gonna take you there i got my conductor's hat yeah, on. yeah i'm ready just chew do you guys chew. have any peanuts on this thing it's peanuts, not a plane. It, oh, it's not a plane. It's, it's Fine. not a plane. Do you have peanuts? Yeah, we do. Why don't you just give me the peanuts? <laughs> the first place? Sorry, I'm on. The, go ahead. Bootylicious. <laughs> but it, the point of bootylicious was the fact that it wasn't a word, and then it became a word, yeah, and then it ended up in the dictionary. It's crazy. So, and I'm obsessed with words. I'm yes. obsessed <gasps> with the origin of words. Whenever I have a I'm book dis- for you. Do you really? It's called Frindle. <gasps> Frindle, and it's a children's book. 
Okay. It's from, it was from f- like fifth to eighth grade, you know, when they do the grading thing, but this okay. shit is super tight. A kid invents a word. It blows up. He winds up on Jay Leno. He want, and then people are telling him like that can't be a word. And he's like, "Why not?" He basically mm-hmm. decides to name a pen Frendel instead, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it takes over. Bomb! You'll love it. You'll love it. And that goes to yeah. like, ugh, it's shit like that. Fucking fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. Me. Like it absolutely fucking fascinates yeah. me. So I, I actually, you know what? Yeah, I am going to um, put a challenge out to you listeners out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. let's come up with a new word phrase mm-hmm. um that describes being in the quote-unquote light versus being in the quote-unquote dark i love another this. version of positive negative are you because, kidding me Heather? yeah this but like the light and the dark challenge. like yeah. let's come up with two let's new words um and yeah like let me know what you come up with. And, and, yeah. And remove colors yeah, from like them. remove colors remove because colors. it like it's problematic of color, bro. absence of color, but problematic, a word I hate, but understand <sighs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> but like, and I love, this is why I love doing this fucking podcast and I love getting to talk with the people that like I love and just, um, relate with and just feel so incredibly connected with. Yeah. Because the whole entire point of this is I feel as though <clears throat> I I feel like on, on two sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. On one hand, I can be very, very vindictive. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, incredibly vindictive. I don't know that side of you, but I can, that's uh, sure. I'm agreeing. Uh, yeah, it, but it takes yeah. a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot. But yeah, once you gross. cross that fucking line. Yeah. You seem slow to anger. Very slow to anger. Yeah. But then once I'm angry. Yeah. Well, probably because then it's justified as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In my, and, and with that too, right? It's, um, other people might be like, well, like, blah, 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 blah. I just hate fucking a injustice of any kind. Um, and I would never be able to be a fucking politician. Um, I like, I just fucking wouldn't. Yeah, you'd lose, bro. I would. That's what I mean about the cause and effect and react. Because sometimes when I do read, uh, I read things online. And if I post any tweet that mentions any Black Lives Matter or anything, I get the trolls, right? And so I'll like, and I don't, I'm not a troll getter. You know, there's a filter for that. I just saw this yesterday. Not a filter, but a, a yeah. block, a, yeah, a yeah. box. I just got it yesterday because I guess Twitter knew I posted something that was uh, getting a lot of people with unconfirmed emails and egg pictures. But once again, being the curious cat that I am, yeah. I like to listen to people, even if they're making no sense to yeah. me. I want to know. What are you talking about? Yeah. What you, what's going on over there? Why do you feel the way you, you do and what caused that? And let me not be quick to judging it. I need to understand first. And then so I can debate you properly and tell you that you're yes. wrong. But I know that um, that like, I don't know, whatever, this culture. Whew, I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to. Uh, OK, let, let, I just want to condense my thoughts. Um, Take a moment. Properly. Yeah, I just want to condense my thoughts, but I guess I feel like forget what I'm saying. It's over. Uh, yeah, it's over. What's your What's your 
What do you want to ask her? Tell me. You know what I want to talk about? What? Can I do this? Oh my God, you can do whatever you want. Our initial connection. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating. Because we, yeah, and we connected via Twitter, right? Yeah. And we met. And that was during the midst of where my company that I work for was under scrutiny by another person on Twitter. Mm. And, you know, we talked about that. And one thing I really appreciated about you is we we talked and you heard my it wasn't even a side of a story i was like heather here's the way it is and then and and we did that without demeaning the other person's well, yeah you know struggle or whatever and i think that's what created a really strong relationship out of nowhere because we didn't we haven't known each other for years no we haven't but we probably sat there for like three hours and uh respected each other and everyone else's feelings which was really nice um which was really 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 cool that is rare well because it's being it's 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 a it's being willing to hear Mm -hmm. right and it's Mm -hmm. being able it's it's being willing to listen Mm -hmm. and it's you're not coming from nor was i coming from a place of defensiveness Mm -mm. and the do you know why most people want to be right why? Because they're afraid that they might be wrong. Ooh. Put that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> totally well. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, because that, if, you, if you are in your knowing. Yeah. yeah like if that. you were really truly in yeah. your knowing. Yeah. Then there's nothing to fight. And, and, that, and there's no yeah. one to fight. It's the same feeling that makes people terrified of saying I'm sorry. Terrified. Unless you're a woman and you're apologizing for just existing. Holy smokes. Real legit I'm sorry's mm-hmm. scare people to death. Like and I'm not talking about hold the oh I sorry, I meant to hold the no, door no, open, no, I'm no, sorry. No. I mean like, oh you I, did something wrong, yeah. you were wrong. Yeah. And you say sorry. I have really got a company or accustomed to just like if I'm wrong Hey man, I'm sorry. And you know what's even crazier? The other person can't even accept the sorry. They're like you're not sorry. And I'm like, no, bro, I am. I was all the way the fuck wrong. I'm sorry. And the person would be like, no, you're not. You have to be pulling a one over on me. I'm Wait, like, yo, what? we're so fucked up that we can't even just say I'm sorry for shit and then move on. And it's, it's, it's America. I need to wait. A, yeah. I need to hear more about that because yeah. I'm so used to the other side. Yeah. Which is, oh my God, no, you don't need to apologize. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's totally, totally, totally fine. I think that part is a problem, too. I think yes. both of these things are because of living in a society with too many words and too much concrete and too much money, right? So there we go. Say you strip all this stuff away, all the words that we have for things, all the money we have, all mm-hmm. the concrete that's built over the top of land, mm-hmm. and say me and you were sitting down on the grass you're playing with a blade of grass. I accidentally take the same blade of grass you're playing with. I look at it and you look at me like, I was just playing with that blade of grass. I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. End of story. Yes. <laughs> End of story. Very, very, very simple. Very simple. Very. But it's romanticized to not say sorry. I mean, we see it in our movies. It, it's the basis of all rom-coms. You know what I mean? It's at the end, they do the final scene where it's like, I meant to tell you, Elizabeth, 
I'm sorry, you know, it's raining, and I know I'm in the middle of your, your performance at the Ugh. opera, but I had to tell you that I'm sorry. Which is A, so fucking selfish. <laughs> Which is so fucking selfish. This is a grand event, and it should be super simple, so people don't know how to accept it, and people don't know how to give it. Do you know what that makes me think of? A, it makes me think of, did you see that video, I think, from England about the, um, it was about the girl that had the chocolate. She had, like, won the chocolate. And she was a black girl. The black girl, yeah, with the faces, yes. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. like the white girl was like, "Yep, give me a piece of chocolate. <laughs> give me." And then everybody's yeah. got a neck. And, yeah. and then that and like her, white boy like yeah. fucking took it. Just took that. Shit. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, didn't even like. They were like, "Come back and apologize, yeah. apologize." To, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're killing this but performance. Thanks. I, I do what I can. Yeah. Sorry. So, go ahead. That's why they pay me that not big bucks. I'm just looking I'm at just you kidding. like fascinated. I'm like, well, you're really embodying each no, of these children. No, I need children. to stop saying that on a side note. I, I need to stop um, putting that into the universe. I need to really be clear about my abundance in all forms. But anyway, the point yeah. is this. The only reason... Um, that I feel that like I've ever been scared to say I'm sorry mm-hmm. and to um, really admit that I was at fault yeah. is the fear that it won't be received. Yeah. And, but behind that mm-hmm. is the bigger thing, which mm-hmm. goes back to mm-hmm. what we were talking about mm-hmm. before we started talking. Um, is that I will not be received Yeah, that, um, and, and I'm going to be rejected in that way, which a, like on one hand is incredibly, incredibly selfish, you know, um, because if the apology is genuine, it's, it's, I know where I am. I know that I was in the wrong. And this is another thing in terms of words, Mm -hmm. um, This is the other thing. In she just got a cute text. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Whole face lit up. Whole face. So cute. Lit up. So cute. Oh my God. Okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, like, no, but the thing with words is the difference between I am wrong and I was in the wrong Mm. because one connotes Mm -hmm. i am the two most powerful Mm. creative words Mm -hmm. in like the fucking Mm -hmm. language yeah 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 yeah. Um, for sure yeah i am wrong means that i am i as a being am wrong versus what i did in that moment was wrong yeah will you forgive me 100%. for my moment of selfishness yes my moment of self-forgetting of human imperfection of human imperfection as opposed 100 that's exactly what it is i had a teacher and i think it defined me i grew up my parents put this in me but i don't think it really s- stood with me until i had a teacher in ninth grade his name was mr collins and he was fascinating to me, first of all, because he was a mayor of a small city and then chose to become a, a math teacher. Mm. It's just fascinating to me. But he once said in class, some kid called another kid a liar. And he got really like, 
vocal about it and said, hey, you don't call someone a liar. A liar is a definition of who someone is and their character. Someone telling a lie does not make them a liar. Because if you're calling someone a liar, you're calling them a liar for life. You're defining who they are and what person they are. And that's great. If you get enough you know, bombs in the in the shit to be able to call them, hey, you're just a fucking liar. Yeah. But he was really defensive of this kid in class who told a lie. Who knows why? Maybe he knew something about that kid that we didn't. Maybe he just knew it was wrong to call mm. someone a liar mm. for telling a lie. But that always stuck with me. He said, don't call someone a liar because they told a lie because that's a definition of their character and that's not who they are. They told a lie. They're not a liar. Yes. And like, that yes. sticks with me. Yes. And I think that I would love to see, man, I sit back and I'm on Twitter and I watch Twitter and I'm very active. One thing that really blows me big time because I've seen it affect people in terribly negative ways is how the dragging culture defines a person by one tweet in one moment mm-hmm. and takes that moment for absolute truth yes. and, and doesn't give that. Per- now, don't get me wrong. We yeah. have people like Stacey Dash who has told us countless times who they are. And yes. who they want to be and how they want us to perceive them. Drag her by all means. Mm-hmm. But when someone acts out of wanting to learn, wanting to grow, mm-hmm. not knowing any better, mm-hmm. and then people drag them to hell, that's the equivalent of calling them a liar instead of they told a oh, lie. Man. And that's really damaging. You mm-hmm. know, we can't keep doing that to people. I don't that's... know how I got on a Twitter tip, but, you know, I've seen Twitter shit affect people badly. Eight kids. Yeah. You know, don't call, don't tell kids to kill themselves. It's a fucking kid. I mean, well, first of all, don't tell anyone, anyone to kill themselves. To kill you're themselves. absolutely right. My bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, but that just actually makes me think of of something like within me mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, maybe I was possibly wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there was somebody that had asked for <clears throat> recommendations mm-hmm. for a friend of theirs who is a woman. Mm hmm about like feminists to follow mm-hmm. and in their Twitter bio headline, mm-hmm. it was like feminists and mm-hmm. this was a dude mm. and I'm like, and I quoted the tweet and was like, don't expect us to do all of the work for you. Mm. Mm. And the response was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't respond mm. and then they unfollowed me mm. And on one hand, you know, um, Mm. and I'm thinking like in all of the layers, you know, like as a woman, as a lesbian, but then thinking about like being a woman, being a black woman, being like, you know, any of the like, quote unquote, proverbial otherness, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's, um, A, wanting to educate, mm-hmm. you know, and wanting to inform, mm-hmm. you know, because you you have that desire to create change. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, people are open to learning and they're open to listening and, mm-hmm. and they want to know and they want to change and great. And we are the world and mm-hmm. we are the children, mm-hmm. you know. And with that, too, getting to the point of I'm exhausted yeah. every morning that I fucking get up yeah. and I'm not. And I'm saying I am in the very general sense, not I personally. Um, and that thing of 
do the fucking work. Yeah. Not going to fucking do it for you. Yeah. And, and that is what I think is like so interesting in the sense of we have all of these black, white, straight, lesbian, like fucking man, woman, ba, 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 all of these things that to one degree or another separate us mm-hmm. and make us unique, mm-hmm. you know, and make us who we are. And it's just who the fuck we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that too comes, oh, for fuck's sakes, and it's something that like I don't understand. I will never understand. I do not fucking get. Mm-hmm. I do not fucking get. <sighs> And I get like, I think I get, and I don't even want to say fucking homophobia because again, you're just being a fucking asshole. Yeah. There's no fucking you, fear. You get assholeness is what you get. You don't get, get homophobia. You get, you get, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah, you get that part of it. You but, get the part that where people are fearful. But I get that more than I get racism. Okay. And, and this is, okay. and again, this is just for me. This is for in you. The, yeah. Yeah. In, I, I get in, that. In this sense. Yeah. I get that. I get both of them as... Both of them, to me, are bigoted, unjust reactions to someone living their life over there. Absolutely. That's it, you know? Absolutely. And not hurting anyone. So my my barometer is, are you hurting someone? If you're not hurting someone, and you're not killing another person, I really don't care what the fuck you do. To be honest. And... Other than that, I don't give a fuck. And yeah. I don't I feel like people who are homophobic, they're you know, a lot of things go back to education as well. I, I think things period go back to education. Education of money, education of people, what kids are learning in school, what people are learning when they where they grow up. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to our point of fixing all the world's problems mm-hmm. is focusing on like, you know, the sections we can control first. I thought about this uh recently where um a perfect example, do not know all the details or ins and outs or everything about that. But I thought about Chance the Rapper donating a million dollars to Chicago schools. Cause Chicago is his hub to mm-hmm. where he grew up. Mm-hmm. I would love to donate money to fix where I came from, Philadelphia, and into the right places, into arts programs, yeah. into programs that ex- help people to experience other experiences outside of I grew up in the hood. The hood is not a fun environment. You grow up losing friends. You grow up losing people. You grow up in a lot of misogyny. Mm -hmm. And it's not the misogyny we talk about where we have the language to talk about it. It's just straight up misogyny. And there it is. And it's impressive. So I would love to give the education in the beginning. I don't want to hear about kids in first grade learning about farm animals anymore. I grew up in the city. Ain't no farm animals around me. What Mm -hmm. is around me is misogyny, money issues, and all this other shit. So first grade should be women's studies mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not kidding if they're if they're old enough to learn what a pig's anatomy is, what all that shit yeah teach them women's studies and yeah. teach them finance first grade and i'm not a kidding fucking you know what i mean to fuck i that. didn't see a farm animal until i was 18 why do i know how a cow works but i don't know how a bank account works i don't know when you grow up in what the f- like bro. i don't know what school i just can't you went to where you were learning <laughs> about farm animals you don't remember that and infer- you learned the first Dude, base the-, the the only thing i remember about first grade is pj spencer 
what's PJ's Who was my my first boyfriend? Oh, and he PJ. looked like a little James Dean. Oh, I like love him already. Like was he was he okay? so fucking cute. But he moved to Florida, and Fuck. I like he He's was my done. first kiss. And it was like so romantic and so sweet. Done. It was like, oh my god! It was the last time I was treated with respect. <laughs> by a um, Before now, but um, I just watched episode of Naked and Afraid. I, I, I really like that show. And normally they drop people in like Peru or Africa or Australia or some wild place. The last episode I watched, they dropped them in Florida. I'm like, what about just like naked and free, naked, naked and half free, naked and afraid? I mean, because it's like I'm I'm yeah. clothed and afraid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, we should do clothed and afraid. Genius. <gasps> <gasps> okay, let's do it. I wanted to do naked and afraid in a hood where yeah. you drop naked and afraid white people in the hood and then they oh. just like make their way. No, but you know what? This <laughs> this is making me think of so many so many things. Yeah, because a um, just in terms of education, but but for me, um. I always go back to religion. Yeah. I always go back to like, you know, the fucking like, I was raised fucking Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was raised with the like, gays are going to go to fucking hell and like mm-hmm. blah, blah. I mean, the priest wasn't like fucking, but mm-hmm. like, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. that like the fucking like, uh, what do you call it? The Monsignor at my parish where I grew up mm-hmm. ended up having to uh, leave because uh for reasons for for reasons that are highlighted in spotlight which is a movie you can check out oh anyway anyway and as somebody that like knew that they were attracted to girls when they were like very very young Mm -hmm. and that idea of you know this god Mm -hmm. this old white male republican that lives in in the the fucking sky untouchable yeah Yeah, so so in terms of that i could understand in regards to if you grow up believing that there is this being that you cannot see who's who's putting his finger down at you like you better don't yeah and like and knows everything and knows it all it's like is really like yeah santa claus's really fucked up uncle oh it's fucked up you know, and yeah. that's why Santa Claus became Santa Claus because he saw that dude and was like, I want to be the complete opposite. So I'm going to give fucking gifts to children. I mean, not yeah. really because they're still the naughty and nice list, but that's yeah. essentially like Catholicism and Christianity. I'm not sure. Yeah. And religion is different from culture because culture is based on the people around you. You yeah. know what I mean? But religion is based on that man in the sky. I grew yes. up with religion and my religion will go unnamed, but yeah i have a feeling i know what it is and we'll talk about it after okay which will be really interesting yeah the conversation period your hair looks great i meant to tell you that earlier. So it's kind of crazy i also have to go to can you go to the bathroom during the podcast do you know what laura silver mentioned it last podcast so okay, we're gonna take a quick bathroom <laughs> break and we will be right back right back okay we're, we're back. back yes from the bathroom break <laughs> um <laughs> you know This is like, this really is like the number one reason that I love getting to do this fucking podcast. You know, I, I love getting to have intelligent, in-depth conversations 
with people that I respect and love and not necessarily like even like quote unquote agree with though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do agree with every single person I talk to <laughs> in, in this regard in mm-hmm. terms of like understanding, mm-hmm. um, which is what you had talked about earlier in terms of, I want to, I want to actually like fucking know where you're coming from. I want to know, you know, what your mindset mm-hmm. is <laughs> and then mm-hmm. be able to guide you towards the other side. Because really at the end of the day, we're making a decision based out of fear or love. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. No two fucking ways about it. You can fucking at me all you want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It literally is you are making a decision based out of love or you're making a decision based out of fear. Yeah. Um, and one of the greatest things that I was ever told, and I feel like that sounds like it was told to me forever ago because it wasn't, it was quite recent, but mm. the truth always feels good. Mm-hmm. And that circles back to... Mm-hmm. What is it to actually really feel good yeah. versus feeling safe? Safe and right. Yes. Yeah. Safe and right. Absolutely. Goes back to our true, 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 true. Sorry. I think if someone, if sorries were really what they should be, we would only say sorry like maybe twice a month for imperfections. You know what I mean? And then when you said it, it would feel good. It would, it would feel bad to not say the sorry. This is not the everyday passing, sorry. Like, oh, no, 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 no. We shouldn't be doing those. But it's when you truly mean it. It's like, oh, I won't feel right unless I tell this person that I was wrong and I want to make this person that I respect in my life. Yes. Know it. Absolutely. And with that, I'll tell you what. I have had the experience three times Mm. in the past. We're in 2017. Um... I had an experience in 2014, in 2015, and 2016. Mm-hmm. One a year. Where? In one experience, and I'm not even like 100% sure if this is why, though I very strongly suspect, you know, I was not behaving. I did not act in, um, with integrity. Yeah. I, I acted from a place of ego. I really Mm -hmm. acted from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, and that shit is fucking deep and it's fucking complex. Like it fucking is. And not even in the sense of like making an excuse, like just a fucking truth. It is complex. Like it is fucking complex. And it's been our time trying to understand it. Um, but with that too, like also getting to take full fucking responsibility. And then the other two were, one was me just being and having the assumption Mm. that this person was part of the quote unquote solution in terms of, um, wanting to lend their voice to women's rights and blah, 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 because that is what they spoke about on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one had to do with 
also again like being like a quote unquote feminist and mm. blah 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 and then I called out their show mm-hmm. you know yeah. but not in a way of like you assholes but right. like oh no say it ain't so mm-hmm. um, and then it was like unfriend unfriend and mm. then for the other one they never responded to my texts mm. but like the point of all of that is is that there are moments where the they're not going to be willing to hear the apology. Yeah. They're not going to be willing to hear the I'm sorry. They're mm-hmm. not going to be willing to hear the I regret, mm-hmm. you know, um, what I said. I regret what I did and what can I do to make it right. Mm-hmm. And having to live with that and on top of that, being acceptance of the choices that they made, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And not feeling guilty yeah. because of it, which is like hard enough. And on top of that, if I ever see any of them in person, mm-hmm. like, because that's what can happen, right? Where it's like... Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I know! I know! I need right. to make sure that like they like know that I'm like so sorry. And oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my right. god! Like yeah. feeling guilty, which is like it just makes me think of fucking like white feminism and fucking white guilt and like fucking yeah. Christ and like yeah. My job is not to fucking like wipe the tears from your eyes. It's like literally just take fucking responsibility and move yeah. and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is like getting defensive and then being like, well, fuck that. Like if they don't want to accept my apology, well, fuck that. If they want to unfriend me, well, yeah. fuck that. And like, blah, 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 blah. And who the fuck do they think that they are anyway? And like, mm-hmm. I was trained to be the good person and they mm-hmm. won't even fucking hear it. So mm-hmm. like, fuck them. And like, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. But just being in like the middle of they're not willing to hear it. Like they're not willing to receive it and mm-hmm. like being okay with that. And yeah, not part of it too. Because, like, the it is different from the me. Yeah, yeah. That's the part I had to learn, too. I mean, even that, it's good because that's a good reminder for me and what we were talking about earlier. And what I think my opinions of is what people need to do. It doesn't matter. I mean, if people are not ready to receive those things, and, I mean, people's a big generalization, right? People dealing with a group of people and group think and all that kind of stuff. Or a magazine. A magazine. (laughs) (laughs) talking about us another magazine i would like for us to be able to yeah but um yeah i think that's another part of it dealing with if people receive it or not and i've had to go through that i've said things publicly online stuff like that and had to deal with people not receiving Mm. my apology i guess um you just have to deal with it and move on and with that and i know that like we because you're such a busy lady that we've got to like wrap this up very soon. But I will say like on the other hand too, just speaking in terms of like shut up and listen and why it originally started this Mm. is when you know that you're in your knowing and yet the reaction is swift. Yeah. And the backlash is plenty Mm -hmm. and people do not agree. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that happens a lot when you tap into a truth and you tap into a wound and mm-hmm. you tap into something that that um, makes people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they they need to defend, again, how right they are mm-hmm. um, in order to 
stave away the the reality that maybe they're not right or they're quote unquote in the wrong, which is more appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, what has your experience been in that regards in terms of standing up and standing with, like you talked earlier um, when we had first started recording this about manifesting your voice and finding your voice, mm-hmm. what actually, um, where does the strength come from in terms of staying with your truth, mm-hmm. especially when the truth is uncomfortable and the backlash? Mm-hmm. The real strive to be myself. I have a vision of myself and a nice string that's pulling me, I feel like, to the top of the universe that's like, that makes it really imperative for me to be comfortable in myself, even if that's uncomfortable sometimes. Mm. So cliche, just really corny, but that's really important to me. Um, and being able to go to sleep at night with myself. And um, if I go to sleep at night and I don't think I'm doing the right thing or I think I'm silencing my own voice, mm-hmm. And knowing how much work I do to have my voice help protect other people. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to lose that. So if I say things that might put me in hot water or make other people raise an eyebrow, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Yeah. And I will do the work and the research to make sure that I'm not wrong about that. And um, I think that that's what it is. It's just a string of passion that connects the artist to the creator. Yeah. And then you're just, that's what I'm operating on. That's what I've been operating on this whole time. That's what's got me where I am today. Yeah. And if I had sacrificed that, then I'm going to lose a lot. And we're in Hollywood. We see a lot of shit. We see a lot of drugs. We see a lot of people go under conforming to other things, losing themselves. And you can see, it doesn't have to be Hollywood. We see that in every other form yeah, of life, for but sure, I don't really sure, want to sure. let that stuff go. And, What's important to me as an individual and as an individual is living a, you know, a life that is healthy and clean and being proud of myself. And that means I have to, like, really be myself. You know, also, too, a lot of good deeds go unnoticed. Yeah. They go unrewarded. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I'm comfortable with the things that I do because I know that they put things in place for other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I often do think about like Michael Jackson, weird, but he gave people the gift of music, the gift of progression. Mm-hmm. But during his time while he was alive, especially in his later years, he was under constant scrutiny for his decision making. Yeah. From the opposition, from yeah. his own groups, yeah. not understanding what he was doing. Yeah. But he was just trying to live and exist as a human on this planet. Yeah. And yeah. people need different things at different times. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of like having a diet and you can't control what my diet is. You don't know what nutrients I need at the time yeah. or how I need to eat or how I need to poop. It's yeah. like a lot of shit like that. So I think that's what I go through. And I think that it's even more interesting because I am an a creator who likes to be affiliated with companies and that's where things get really murky. Mm. But I think that 
real change comes in kind of getting involved with companies and eventually changing where the money goes, right? And where the money goes for creators and how people are depicted in media and then how the depictions treat, how those change the way people are treated in different environments and stuff. So that's what path I've been on for a long time. So that gets murky with me a lot too. People don't quite understand my affiliation with companies, but I've done this for a long time. Like I went, I study this stuff and I know what I'm doing. And I guess that's the part where I always have to have faith in that part. And with that too, like which brings us in this full circle in terms of earning one's keep and knowing Mm -hmm. one's worth Mm -hmm. and not needing to justify Mm -hmm. and Again, it's like another, it's another um, way of earning one's keep, Mm -hmm. which is seeking permission Mm -hmm. in terms of existing. Mm -hmm. And if I'm existing according to your standards and what you say is okay, then it must be okay. Right. But the second that you disapprove, it must mean that not only am, again, not that I'm in the wrong, but I am wrong. wrong. My existence is now wrong. And that. And that goes to that idea of um, ownership of oneself mm-hmm. and autonomy and, mm-hmm. and all of its in all of its forms in terms of one's voice yeah. in terms of one's being yeah, yeah, yeah and spirit and soul and and here's the deal it's that <clears throat> a I love what you do thanks like I love what you do and. I trust, not that you fucking need my trust. I appreciate it. Like, for it. fuck's sakes. You know, like, yeah. and I trust, like, oh my God. <laughs> but, like, you don't fucking need my trust. Um, so, it's like this. And this is, like, the best way I can describe it. And again, I'm sorry if it sounds a little weird. And we'll wrap it up with this, which actually then leads to my last question for you. (laughs) Um, I really do believe that, and this is just me personally, that we choose the path that we're, that we're living now Mm -hmm. in some degrees before we're born Mm -hmm. and we choose what lessons and opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. we have, um, while we're here. Yeah. And, and so I look at someone like you Mm. and like the way that we connect. And I don't mean this in like a, like whatever. I just look at you and I as like quote unquote agents for change Mm -hmm. where it's all right. You got your assignment. I got my assignment. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't need to meddle with what like your assignment is mm-hmm. because I trust like, again, like, fuck that. Like, Little not soldiers. even I trust, but it's like, a, like you're doing your job. I'm doing my job. Yeah, yeah. And like, I fucking like you go do it. Yeah. And like, I'm going to go do mine and mm-hmm. like, let's meet back up and yeah. let's fucking talk about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Little soldiers. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like soldiers mm-hmm. for fucking change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Oh my God. A, I want you to come back because we need to have, um, more of a conversation and B, 
you know, I've been asking everybody on this podcast about like, what was the time that like somebody told you to like, shut up and listen. And like, you listened and like, what did you learn? But this is, this is the, um, the tweak to that question Mm -hmm. because it's more in line with, with what I really desired to ask. Uh huh. When was the last time you shut up and listened to your intuition? And where did it lead you? Yeesh. <laughs> you. I know. I want to be Oprah's apprentice. Mother. <laughs> All right. Do I have to tell the truth? You can you can lie. You can do whatever God, you want, I, my love. I just I'm not gonna lie, but I just told you, and you can keep it vague. You can do whatever. It was it is. the beginning of a relationship. Yeah, and that's as descriptive as I like to be. I don't know. This is I can't. I know that's as descriptive as I like to be. Okay, about four months ago. Does that work? Is that good? No, that's description. No, that's totally totally. And it fine. was on a. It was at night. Okay. Yeah. But like you, yeah, but you chose to forego what the rational self yeah. would say, which is don't yeah, yeah, do yep. this, ba 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 And you took that risk because that's what it is yeah. in terms of like. Uh-huh. And we talked about it and it was, and you said the similar thing of it being sacred. That's yes. how this, yeah, it's just. Absolute Yeah, that was it. That was the last time. You know, mm-hmm. because like intuition, it's like. Like intimacy and intuition are essentially the same. Ooh wee. Right? They, like they intimacy is like a... into me see. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. Into me see. You got a intimacy. second homework card out of this? Oh my god, maybe. But like intuition is like into it. In yeah. to it. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh and then that's really connected to the deeper things. The yeah, earth, the absolutely. universe, whatever you want to say. But yeah, that was the last time where I was like, where my intuition beat out my logic because yeah. I'm pretty heady. No, and um, so that's the last time that that won that battle and probably one of the few times. Normally they work together, but this time intuition fully beat logic. Yeah. So that's no, nice. I, I, guess. I, I fully get that. I like fully, fully, fully fucking understand uh-huh, uh-huh. um you know well i've got to say a i fucking love you <laughs> to like the fucking moon and back i'm so fucking grateful this that, is always like you uh, that like you yeah. said yes to this yeah. um and please come back because we have so much more to discuss yeah this water is really good yeah i know it's what's the deal it's it's rose quartz i <laughs> holy shit bro i can taste i just want to taste different waters just, all day you just taste that's what the i love like to do. holy smoke yeah you're a water sommelier um what i'm telling you it's love holy it's rose smokes, quartz bro wait what is this do i need i need to get this it's rose quartz I'm sorry keep calling you, bro. No, i need to get okay. this i call my brothers bro i need to get this okay great is it in a bottle no it's not it's literally i'm telling you it's like my filtered water like, there's a thing, but I also have, like, rose quartz crystals that I put on it. I know it might sound crazy to people, but, like, whatever. Are you tasting this water? I'm tasting it. Yeah, I know. Holy smokes. I know. 
right, I gotta get um, this before I leave. I'm so sorry. You know, no, this is don't a, be. to be you guys. This is the first time I really started taking the sips of the water. So that's why I'm elated at the end of this podcast. It's the simple things that make you so grateful. Holy smokes! Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you again for joining us, and oh. tune in next Thursday as we have another incredible episode, another incredible guest, and don't forget. Um, vocab words alternates to light and dark Mm -hmm. i want to see that too um yeah all right love you guys so much thank you for tuning in have a great thank you quinta thank you